All right, let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. We hope you're having a good one. What a night of NBA action last night. L.A. and Miami both solidifying that home court they stole and going up 3-1. Now they each have a, have a game to play with if they want it. Will they go to Golden State and to New York and close the series? Or will they come back home and try to close it out in six? We talked about those two. We'll get into those other two series as we go along. Also talking a little Longhorn football today as the national discussion around Texas continues to be very positive. We were talking about a bowl projection that has Texas in a national championship semifinal. Plus, uh, we just finished talking about that Bob Huggins story. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Will the Big 12 need to find themselves a new basketball coach if Bob Huggins is fired at West Virginia? We've uh, been talking about all of it. Plus, Longhorn Baseball tonight back at it against UTA. We'll talk about some Longhorn stuff coming up with our guest here. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is sitting right there. Glad to be back in studio today. Thanks to everybody for being patient with us yesterday and for supporting the shows and the station. A lot of good text rolling in. 337-3776 is that number if you want to throw us something on the Specs text line. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. That's what brings us all of our guests. Uh, and he is Joe Cook. Normally we talk to him on Mondays about this time, but there were things going on that Joe and me and Zay had nothing to do with yesterday. So we thought, well, Joe, could you come on today? And he said, yep. So we're going to talk to Joe right now. How are you, sir? Doing great, guys. Glad uh, glad y'all are back, and uh, glad we could still keep the weekly tradition going. Yeah, and now <laughs> now we're just going to turn it into like a baseball preview thing, since you know Texas has a game tonight and, and all that. Um, what I wanted to ask you about to start off with was LeBaron Johnson and just how important what he did last weekend could end up being. This team is now five and two since they were swept by OU. They've won two series, but they don't get those two series wins without what he pulled off on. Saturday. How big a deal was that for you after what had happened to Gordon for LeBaron Johnson to step up and get the win and go seven strong like he did? Absolutely massive. I mean, for most weekends, most Fridays this year, you've been able to count on Lucas Gordon to give you probably, you know, six innings, you know, maybe give up a run or two or sometimes three, but give you an outing that will have you definitely, you know, in contention to win the game. And I think that's still kind of what you got on Friday, but it still wasn't one of his best. And so as a result, Kansas is able to jump up, grab the win and take game one of the series. And, you know, the, the pressure then goes on to LeBaron Johnson, who hadn't been making a lot of, you know, Saturday appearances uh, until, you know, recently. And now he goes in and delivers maybe one of the best ones he's had since that LSU outing uh, a little bit earlier in the year. So just absolutely massive uh, gives Texas, you know, that, that essentially, I, I know their, uh, their odds right now probably aren't particularly strong, uh, but they almost would have been non-existent had Texas lost that series to the Jayhawks. Um, and so LeBaron Johnson keeps that very slim hope alive. Uh, and just, of course, you know, helps you win that game. Always really important to do that. Sets up a Sunday where Texas is able to, to rally and then hang on uh, to, to win the series and get out of Lawrence with a win. So huge, um, you know, just an a, a example of development in that bullpen staff uh, and from that pitching staff. And that just wasn't a one-year thing. It's been a multi-year process for LeBaron Johnson. And 
it's been incredible to see a guy who I think last year, if you remember right, he, he really struggled throwing strikes. And I think the story goes, he, he could barely get a pickoff move, you know, over to first base. Now he's able to hold runners on. He's still a two pitch mix guy, but when you, when maybe a third is shuffled in there every now and then, but when, when your top two pitches are, you know, pumping 95, 96, and then you can come back almost 90 miles an hour, uh, with the with another one with a little one that's got a lot of sink on it, it's it's really tough, and he's he's deserving of all the accolades he's received, including you know, I think that pitcher of the week or player of the week honor the conference gave to him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Joe, we know coming off of that sweep from Oklahoma and how upset David Pierce was, and now. You're five and two, which is solid, especially coming off of those losses. But what have you seen with the skipper since then, from his attitude to him just making all the right moves with his team, getting to this point and playing tonight? What have you seen from Coach Pierce? Seems like he's been open to you know, like he mentioned, making a lot of different changes and uh, experimenting uh, within within reason, you know, enough to still give you an opportunity to win games, but still throwing some experiment, experiments out there, and that includes with the lineups, that includes with players. You know, I know Tanner Carlson's gotten some opportunity. I know J- uh, Jalen Flores has gotten some opportunity at, at first. Uh, they've sh- he's shaken up the lineup, you know, moved Eric Kennedy down to take some pressure off of him, giving Jared Thomas opportunities at the top of the order. Um, the, the mainstay has been Garrett Gillamette, and that's because he's been – uh, uh, you know, he's been a really good cleanup hitter for this team this year. So he's, he's, it's not, uh, I guess after Oklahoma, it almost had an air of desperation just because you get swept by Oklahoma, but it's been calculated moves and, and trying, you know, all the different options available with a, a team that's, that's still young and still kind of learning a lot about the game of college baseball. And, you know, it seems like if, if he's able to, Get a you know front line trio that works of Lucas Gordon and then uh, LeBaron Johnson and then if you can tandem Travis Staley, good Travis Staley with Tanner Witt, that's that's a a, a, a group of four starting pitchers that you're probably you know uh, you're feeling pretty good about compared to where you were at the beginning of the year. We'll see what Tanner Witt's able to do. Uh, I don't think he should be relied on as a a savior uh, for this team. Um, I think anything that you are able to get from him is a bonus. I think he should still be able to hold him to, you know, a, a standard that's a little bit better than, than what he has offered in those first two outings. And I'm sure David Pearson and, 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 and Witt himself would say that, you know, there's, there's good and there's bad. Uh, but when you're playing in conference games and, and that's the arena that you're making your rehab starts in, they're just as important. Um, as as they would be, you're, they're probably more important, honestly, than they would be if you're getting your one inning in on on a Tuesday. So, uh, but I, I I'm really it's good to see that they've tried so many different things, and it may have seemed like they've found some stuff that works, and got to prove it against increased competition in the coming weeks. When the you know not only when the San Jose State gets to town, but also when West Virginia comes to town, and maybe trying to play for a Big Twelve title. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com. Tonight for Texas, it is UTA in town for the midweek. 6.30 start, 6.15 pregame. Hopefully this weather uh, in the area will let them get that in. And, uh, Joe, it looks like Charlie Hurley's going to be going. Talk to me about what you've seen out of him and where do you think he fits in once Texas is heading towards uh, all the, the postseason goals? 
yeah, this is an opportunity for him for him to get some confidence. Uh, he's probably at this rate going to be one of the first arms out of the bullpen, and that's really where Texas needs to find. Even I mean, I think we feel like we talk about it all the time. That's where they really need to get their that circle of trust really solidified. Um, and Hurley, I think, has one of the better opportunities to to enter that that circle. And you know, you get three innings. You, you you take advantage of the opportunity against a a UTA team that actually has some pretty good RPI. I think they're in the top 150. It's not maybe even the top 100 upon last check. So uh, definitely a, a team. You know, it is a Tuesday team and it is a system school, but I don't think they're anything to scoff at. Uh, this is, this kind of shows that David Pierce wants him to be one of those guys that he can rely on when it comes time to grab the ball from somebody on the pin. And, and I think that's been the thing this year that Texas has searched for most, and it's going to really tell the tale of what we think about the 2023 Longhorns. Joe, moving on the football, you know, a lot, all these guys are off in May. I just saw Jordan Winnington on Instagram. The dude's in freaking Italy right now or somewhere in Europe living it up. And these guys, they're chilling, but there's a lot of expectation around national media. A lot of people saying now oh, they're going to be Big 12 champs. They're going to be in the college football playoff, which we know this last decade we haven't seen none of that. So, we know how good this roster can be. We know how happy Sark is about it. How confident are you at this point that the Horns could be in Arlington at Jerry World? Man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about that. I haven't set my hotel reservation yet, or <laughs> uh, I don't need to book a flight to, to go up 35, but I'm, I'm working on something right now uh, that basically kind of outlines what is available on the Texas roster as far as star rankings. And, you know, most of them are a significant majority uh, are four and five star talent. I know the, that ratio is always seen as real important or else you're really not going to be in contention for the title. Uh, you know, TCU notwithstanding as far as national titles go, but for big 12 title, you know, they really, a lot of the biggest players on this team are going to be pretty young. I mean, a lot of those high-star talents are still in that freshman and sophomore class. Uh, so this, this summer is going to be all about developing them uh, and making sure that those players are ready to take on larger roles uh, and, and be able to step up into those roles to help Texas get to that Big 12 title game. So um, I think also you have to look a little bit like last year at the Alabama game being important. I mean, of course, that's your future conference mate. Uh, that's a, a the measuring stick of all measuring sticks, maybe just short of uh, Georgia this year. But you also have to consider that they lose that game like they did last year by, by one point. You're still 0-0 zero zero in the Big 12, and you have an opportunity where, unfortunately, you may not get some of the weaker teams in the league, but you get a new team like Houston who – uh, is trying to figure out some stuff after an eight and five year and making a step up. You get a team like BYU, uh, who you may not know exactly what you're going to get, but there, there's no real major, you know, aspect of that team that scares the, the heck out of you. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you have to go ahead and, and think that anything less than making Arlington is, is a disappointment for this team, considering the way the rest of the conference looks and the, the way the team itself is, is made up as this program is, chugged along into year 
Talking with Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com. Joe, as we're talking here, somebody texting in uh, something about Arch Manning. Any updates on Arch? Somebody said there's some rumor out there or whatever. Is there anything we need to discuss oh, here? I'm just I'm just throwing it that's out. Just a, anything to discuss? No? That's just a dumbass dumb from Knoxville who has a Twitter account. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, you shouldn't talk about Peyton like that. That is a root. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He was talking. Hey, I just did, I just was trying to find a way to say that without making a day after you use the drop button. Ah, uh, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. appreciate it. We don't need a Bob Huggins moment That's from right. you, Joe. That's right. Thank we you. do not. Yeah, we definitely don't need any of that. Um, all right, Joe. Before we uh, before we let you go, I have not asked you about uh, baseball recently. Give me a thought on this uh, AL West, which at least for now is. Uh, it's pretty darn interesting. What do you think is going on here? Obviously, the Astros have gotten um, – well, has Altuve gotten back yet? No, but it looks like uh, rehab starts are on the horizon. Okay. Um, I know I, he's getting back to something. I really am kind of yeah. – I'm, I'm kind of holding judgment until all the guys get back. But, I mean, at the same time, you have to wonder – you know, you lose a, a, your one of your top three starters in, in Luis Garcia, and you're still waiting on Lance McCullers, who hasn't been a world beater, to come back from his own surgery. And uh, you know, Hunter Brown's had some good starts, had some bad starts, but there's there's a lineup, including a, a big piece that you paid a good amount of money to, who's who's really not giving you anything right now. And used to the the West would be down, uh, but now that these teams. I don't know if any of them are juggernauts, but they're they're competitive, and the Astros are currently playing, you know, similar competitive baseball to a lot of those teams. So they definitely need Altuve back. They definitely need Brantley back. Losing Garcia hurts, uh, but maybe there's some help down in the minors that you hope can. You're not going to replace Garcia, but you hope can give you something close, and you hope that a lot of these guys who you pay big money to over the course of the offseason are going to start being able to play up to their value. Um, and you hope a little, just that organizational momentum, uh, if there is such a thing, is able to help. And guys who have played and however many straight postseasons it's been want to, to continue the streak. Gotcha. Okay, now Zay's got a basketball question. So just to clarify, Rangers at 21-13, and 13, Astros 17-18, and 18, four and a half games back. Are you ready to concede yet, or you still want to keep playing? Uh, I still want to keep playing, still but keep I playing. will say I would okay. not be surprised if maybe the Astros slip into the wild card, which I never have liked the expanded wild card. Uh, I like you know the the eliteness of there being you know four teams in each league, and you have to be good the whole darn year to to make it into the playoffs. I think it sucks a little bit, but hey, if they make it, well, let's go into a three. There you go. All right, there, there it is. All right, Zach. All right, Joe, so Coach Terry bringing in two transfers. That's huge, especially with the Rod Holland thing, Arterio Morris, Zirik Oyema coming in from UTEP. I know they're familiar with one another, with Coach Terry coming from UTEP, and then Chendo Weaver coming in from UTA, very athletic guard that could shoot the ball a little bit. What's this mean for the basketball team? You're getting guys. You definitely need to get guys at this point. Uh, but you're getting, you know, two guys who are who are going to fill very specific roles for this team. Chindel Weaver, I'm real excited about. I think he may have been a prospect that kind of slipped under the cracks as far as uh, you know, big time programs are concerned. And Texas is going to reap benefit, unfortunately, again due to due to ETA being where it's at and 
the college basketball world. And, and Onyema, I'm real happy because that's it, it gives you a little bit of insurance when it comes to guys like uh, Dylan DeSue and, and K- Caden Shedrick. Um, those are going to be the top flight guys uh, when you're looking at how the, the front court plays out. But Onyema, a little bit more versatile, but can be asked to be someone who helps with your post defense and uh, someone who, you know, I think Rodney Terry, like Chris Beard, is going to continue looking for guys who want to win. Uh, that's that's kind of question number one, not NIL, not minutes, not, you know, possessions. They'll they'll start with winning uh, because they have a good blueprint with that, with guys like Timmy Allen and, you know, uh, Jabari Rice. So I, I like the, the moves made. You know, the portal closes on, on May 11th. Uh, and then it, the, the dust will be fully settled on, on May 13th. So that'll be a big day uh, for Texas. Just to make sure that guys, I, I'm not expecting anybody, but you never know who could wake up and make a decision. Uh, so to, to retain most of the roster that is they have accumulated, that'll be big. And then after that, I think you're looking at June 12th to see what uh, Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell, uh, that's their deadline. So, Looking at that, and you know, one one leaning more towards returning than the other, it seems, or one has a higher chance of returning than the other. Uh, but that'll be those are the dates to, to keep track of when looking at Texas basketball. Yeah, it's a great point, Joe Cook. Inside Texas on three dot com at Joseph Cook eighty nine on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, Joe, we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully they'll get that baseball game in tonight uh, around the rain and the series this weekend in around the rain, uh, and we'll have more of that to talk about next week. Have a good week, brother. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff as always. We normally talk to Joe on Mondays, but we squeezed him in on a Tuesday this week. Some good stuff there. And remember, Texas 630 tonight against UTA. Lots of text rolling in. Uh, I did not realize there was some weird rumor floating around out there, but apparently weirdness in Knoxville creating something, uh, but doesn't, uh, doesn't sound like it is real. I don't see anything that would lead a Longhorn fan to get nervous at all about Mr. Manning, so I think you're good. Yeah, guys just hating because they saw what Malik Murphy did, and they're just assuming that Arch Manning and the whole Manning camp isn't okay with it. That's what it is. See, like, everybody thought, for one, remember, everybody thought he'd be battling with Quinn Ewers for number one. Now that they're finding out that he's number three and probably going to get redshirted, right. a lot of people in national media who are idiots are like, what? What is this? So he then, can't. And then the, what we've seen from Ron Holland and other guys, when you're number three, that means time to transfer. So a whole bunch of speculation is starting to go out there, and it's just bullcorn. There you go. So apparently nothing to worry about there if you are a Texas fan. You just need to worry about how much hype you want to ingest getting ready for this football season. Zay, one of our texters reminds you and all Longhorn fans you lost your last game to Washington last season. Bama was slash is your Super Bowl. Yeah, it's probably true. Um, the number one pick in the draft played in that the whole season. He's not there no more, so that's kind of a big deal. It is. Yeah. And the number three pick, who also calls Havoc, isn't there anymore. That's also kind of a big deal. If Texas goes to that game and it feels like they have a better quarterback and Bama goes into that game, and Tommy Reese isn't quite, not hadn't quite figured things out yet, and their quarterback is sketchy. That's a wild game waiting to happen. So I love how you're just throwing Tyler Reese over there like Jalen Milrow ain't nothing. 
Like Melrose gonna no, no, be no, no, around? No, 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 no. I'm not saying no, no. Tommy Reese is the OC. Remember? Oh, okay. Wait, who's the who's my man that Bu- came from Notre Dame? Buckner is the Buckner's quarterback. Is a, okay, okay, okay. Reese right. is the play caller. Buckner is going to be there, and then of course, uh, my assumption right now is Milrow would be the guy. Right. But then they're going to have to see uh, the the real intrigue becomes if the if the person to take the first snap against Texas is Buckner, and Bama loses that game, then what? In T-Town. That's going to be interesting on their perspective. Obviously, that'll be massive for us here and what it means for Texas and the energy it builds. But Bama fans are going to lose their stuff if that happens. If the Notre Dame guy brings the Notre Dame quarterback (laughs) and you lose to Texas, second game of the year? Oof. That's going to get rough quick. Uh, we're 116 days away from Texas's first game, so if you want to do that extra math, what's that, 123 away from the Alabama game today? I believe that would be correct. I think I just did that math right. Did I do that good? Yeah, yeah. college math course, 116 plus 7. Yeah, I think that was work. I think that, did, uh, I think that works. Uh, thanks to Joe for his time. We'll talk more NBA as we, come, uh, as we go along. Also, the C.J. Stroud comment that Zay heard uh, that had him interested um, from the LeBron show. That was from the Barber. They call that not the barbershop. They uh, the, what do they call that when they get together with LeBron's guys? Just the shop. Yeah, the shop. The shop. The shop. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. C.J. Stroud was on there and had an interesting comment that did include Quinn Ewers. We're going to get to that a little later. Up next, though, in your flex segment, a flex athlete squatting six hundred pounds. But that's not the amazing part to me. I'll tell you what is next on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, that is a great one on a Tuesday. That's a great one for any day. Jackie Wilson, right? Jackie Wilson. There it is. It's a great song. When I was, uh, I remember driving around as a kid. Oldie station up in the Dallas area. This is one of those first songs I just locked into. Just kind of, it's a hard one to get away from. Yeah. His voice is so incredible. The song is so catchy. You can understand why it was such a monster back in the day. Jackie Wilson, Paul McCartney, and Shannon have all been on the show today. And we hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. There's a lot going on. We got two more NBA games to talk about tonight. Also, you got a little hockey tonight, Carolina and New Jersey. Carolina up 2-1 on the road, trying to go 3-0. That's ESPN tonight. They are both ESPN. Then it's Dallas trying to get it even up at 2 and get that home ice back. They are in Seattle, down 2-1. Huge night for the Kraken tonight uh, in Seattle as they can go up 3-1. 8-30 ESPN. If you're a Stars fan, you'll be checking that one out. Got two NBA games, so TNT, ESPN. That's your back and forth, or maybe your multiple screen setup if you got it all hooked up. AV Consultation, shout out to them. They can hook it up for you if you need um, all right, and remember, Texas baseball tonight at 6.30. Let's hope the rain stays out of the way for that. Uh, let's get into the flex segment because we got some heavy lifters in the area. This is the heaviest we've talked about. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by 
Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, so we've talked to you about sending in videos so we can get the word out there. A lot of schools have already love doing this. Send in their weightlifting videos for stuff that's going on in the offseason. Everybody's getting ready for football or getting ready for whatever the, the sport is. So we're getting a lot of great weightlifting stuff. We've had weightlifting stuff coming in from Hutto. We had weightlifting stuff coming in from Weiss recently that we were talking about. But today, Zay, we are headed to duck country. Because the folks out in Taylor apparently are lifting. There's a video right now. You can see it at FLXATX. Ernest Alderete, class of 25. The nose guard slash right guard squatting six hundo in Taylor. And Zay, that's not the amazing part to me. The amazing part is go watch the video with the sound. Listen to the reaction in the room. They think it's pretty normal. Oh, it's just an everyday thing for old boy. Yep. Man. Now, there's some, you know, I'm not saying they're not with him. They're, right, they're right, screaming right. it out. Hey, come on, big A, let's go, let's go, let's get it. But as soon as it's done, it's this business as usual kind of feel in the room. Like, okay, well, there you go. Big A got 600. Must be a Monday. <laughs> so well done, Big A. Uh, that is impressive stuff, man. Six plates on each side. That bar is bending down, and my man got it done. Uh, so we love those weightlifting videos. We're coming up on this Mark Henry event that is giving love to weightlifting and the, the USA Weightlifting Foundation. We talked about that a little bit, the big lift coming up. I know Mark is really excited about that event and all the people that are going to be there. So it's very cool, man. It's uh, It's one of those things that – it can be a very, it can be a, a big thing for the for the the ego is not the right word for the self for yourself uh, your self esteem when you're yeah your self confidence the self confidence the self esteem when you can get involved in athletics Zay you know this like I was involved in it at, at not you know what wasn't seen as the manliest of sports at times being a tennis player but I did off season with the football guys. So we did off-season with them. I would go play tennis, but then we would lift with tennis as well, and there was just something about that. I went to college and did a couple weightlifting classes because I just knew I was going to gain weight otherwise. And it's been, at times, an important part of my life, just having some free weights around, some kind of weightlifting strength training to do. So it's cool to see these videos for me. Yeah, it's so impressive. These kids are getting stronger and stronger by the day, and the fact that we just get multiple videos from kickers and punters to nose guards and stuff, everybody's throwing weight up. Dude, the punter going 205 the other day on the bench? That was wild. (laughs) That was wild. Like, what what is, I mean, it's Texas high school football, so I shouldn't be surprised, but I still am. And, yeah, man, if you could do it in a way that works for you and find the weight that works for you and slowly grow and get stronger and it could be therapeutic for some and then you see it benefiting on the football field and you go back and you look at photos of you of when you first started to where you are now Mm -hmm. and you see the difference like that could be huge for somebody's psyche moving forward yeah no doubt about it uh so check that out at flx atx on your socials wednesday night flex uh it will be on tomorrow night at Seven. Uh, Zay, before we hit this break here, NBA's throwing all defense out at us? Yeah, the all defensive teams just came out and 
They only do first and second teams. So you know how the all-NBA teams, they do first, second, and third. Well, uh-huh. for all defensive teams, they just do the first and second. It's so, just rude. Yeah, it's interesting. But on the second team, the guys who made it is O.G. Alanobe from the Toronto Raptors, Derek White, Boston Celtics, okay. Draymond Green, okay. Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, and your boy Dylan Brooks. Oh, look out. I would say from the Memphis Grizzlies, but they didn't bring him back, so he is a free agent. Formerly of the Memphis Formerly Grizzlies. Formerly of Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. That's right. So yep. that's the second team. Congrats to those guys. Okay. First team, mm-hmm. Cameron Parker, excuse me, I mean Alex Caruso, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls, Drew Holiday, one Ooh, of the best yeah. defenders ever. Makes sense. Jaron Jackson Jr., the defensive player of the year, so it definitely makes sense for him to be first team. Yeah. Brooke Lopez, which is amazing. That wow. He, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks, which is crazy. All right, Brooke. He might be what, 15 years in? I remember the Lopez twins. The Horns knocked them out in that 08 Sweet 16. They played against Stanford, DJ Augustine and crew. They knocked them out of the tournament, so that was their last time. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. And him doing this in 2023, very impressive. Last but not least, Evan Mobley. Cleveland Cavaliers, he gets KG comparisons defensively. He needs to up his offensive game. But, yeah, all these guys, defensive juggernauts. Wow. Well-deserved. How about that? So no LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Steph Curry on the all-defensive team, just for the record? No. None of them no. made it. Now, Anthony Davis, if he was healthy, he would have made it. Right, okay. That's true. He didn't get to play enough. Yeah, he didn't play enough. Is this a – remind me, is this going to be – Media, coaches, players, how do we get to all defensive team? Or is it the league? Uh, there's always or? like the writers that they let okay. do it. Like there's different credible people that have been covering the game for a long time. They usually get the responsibility of, you know, getting the vote. Gotcha. Uh, also remember on the NBA, we were talking about uh, dates coming up this week. The 11th, this Thursday is big for two reasons in sports. NFL schedule day is sk- this Thursday. And then the day that we just talked about with Joe Cook a little bit, if you're going to come out of the NBA stuff and switch schools, you got to figure that out by May 11th. But then the other one coming up in May is the 15th. That is Wembenyama Day. Ooh. That's a week from yesterday. That's next Monday is Victor Day. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. To the victor goes Victor on Monday. I don't think I've ever seen the NBA cover a player that's not even in the NBA yet the way they do with Victor. Mm. Like, you'll see on social media accounts that – are the NBA, the NBA's account from Instagram to Twitter, and they'll be posting his highlights like, look what Wimbin Yama's doing over here in yeah. Europe. Like, they just, we all know whoever gets that pick, it's going to be this guy. Yeah. That's why we joke about whenever that day comes, hit up his realtor and say, hey, find me a place in Detroit, San Antonio, Houston. There's going to be one of those three, I feel like. <laughs> He better get ready. That's the best chance. And then those other teams. And those other teams will see. And... Yeah. Something crazy happens. Now, technically, my Mavericks are in there. They right? are there. Technic- there's a chance. There's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Oh, I'm like Lloyd Christmas. If I'm looking for a chance. Wimba, Kyrie, and Luca. Yo. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Do you realize how un- completely insufferable us Mavs fans would be? If th- if we end up with Wimbenyama and the Spurs and the Rockets did all that to try to get him, <laughs> do you understand how difficult we'll be to live with? 
Come on, man. That'd be rough. We'll spend. The I didn't re- think about it like that. We will spend the rest of our lives reminding them that that happened. Uh, all right, that comes up on the fifteenth. In case you haven't circled it on your calendar yet, coming up in the two o'clock hour, the C.J. Stroud uh, sound that we were talking about earlier in his comments on Quinn Ewers NBA tonight. To two all series are going to go three two one way or the other. We'll get Zay's thoughts on it and talk about those matchups. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us today on this Tuesday. Glad you're with us. If you want to throw something in, it's the Specs text line 337-3776. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Voice Guy. All right, it's Tuesday. If you're a parent, I have a warning. There's a song. It's building to come get your children. And it's this one. This is one of my favorite slow build songs ever. Ever! Black Sabbath. War Pigs. War Pigs. God, this is a great song. Ooh, and the parents were so scared of it back in the day. Oh, get ready. The devil's coming. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where's that hi-hat coming from? Seven minutes and 54 seconds. Hey, as long as Ozzy doesn't sing, my kid can maybe be okay. Uh-oh. Never mind. Run. Run, Junior. Run. Oh, there's nothing better than war pigs, ladies and gentlemen. Black Sabbath. Jackie Wilson, Paul McCartney, and Shannon. I love telling the story because it's my favorite concert moment between two acts at a show. Not Sabbath, not Ozzy. They played this song, and the crowd chants every lyric, and I just, I, I never forget it. it. Gives me chills just thinking about it. That's cool. It's one of those songs that when they play it between the artists, people will go crazy. Yeah. And they played it, but I think it was Judas Priest I was waiting to see. And everybody. Like without being, we didn't think about it. Everybody at the same time just shouted out, "Generals gathered in their masses," and I'm like, "Holy smoke!" Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, shout out to Ozzy and all the uh, Sabbath guys. Black Sabbath uh, on a Tuesday. Black Sabbath kind of weather out there right now. A little bit of rain. Be careful. Rain around the area the next few days, if I'm seeing the weather correctly. We've got uh, the C.J. Stroud stuff to talk about. we got NBA tonight and <laughs> coming up and where we at. We might be working in a story that I just got clarification on. and <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, let's get into where we at. See where Zay wants to go. Maybe we'll fit it in. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? Oh, my Lord. All right, Zay, what did you... <laughs> What did you have today? Because well, people are slipping up a lot. Yeah, let's start with the slip up first, because I think that is more important. And let's just say that it's probably what we would have talked about yesterday. Yeah, it probably. So is. we'll go a two for one. So this was over the weekend it happened? It was. Yeah. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to set this up or you want to? Nah, you, you got it. Okay, the Oakland A's uh, broadcast is going on. I think it's in the pregame, and this dude. I don't even know the name right now. Is trying to tell everybody. I think it's Kupner, Kupner. Okay. Trying Kupner. Glenn, okay. Trying to tell everybody that he had had a really good time visiting the Negro League Museum and a barbecue place, famous barbecue place in Kansas City. He did not say Negro League. 
No. He said the N-word. Hard R. And, he, and the R was clear <laughs> and the vowel was clear. That's the tough That's the tough part of it. If you're trying to argue to me of what you meant to say versus what you said, that's a completely different vowel at the beginning of that word. And your brain probably needs to realize that before you get to the R. Hard R league? Are we serious? Come on. What? Come on, dude. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. I saw a comment after I just watched the video. Somebody commented, that might be what he and his buddies call it behind the scenes. Yeah, just like Bob. It might be. Just like drunk-ass Huggy Bear. Just like Bob Huggins. Just like Bob Huggins. He says it with the homies. That is foul. That's unacceptable. And yeah, I'm surprised he's not canned. This... Not as bad as Bob, but it's pretty bad. He's been suspended from what I'm reading. I don't know how long, but he has been suspended. That's a it's a tough one to argue. I mean, it's a it's a tough one to just say it's an honest mistake, but I'm I don't know. Maybe I don't know the guy. I don't know the reputation. Is he here's this is what matters, Zay, I think on another level. If he walks around the office and certain people would hear this and go, Oh yeah, that's him. Yep, that's him. Or do they hear it and go, wow, that is not at all the way he comes across to me. He's always been a nice guy. He's always been this, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know all that stuff. But that is one of the all-time slip-ups ever or whatever it is, however you want to say it. If you believe it might be a Freudian slip, if you might believe it's something he actually says, that's one thing. I'm not going that far, but wow. Yeah, Don Imus is somewhere saying, whoa. Yeah, that is that's tough, man. Yeah, and then the Bob Huggins, if you missed it earlier, Bob Huggins said the derogatory term for homosexuals, the short version starts with an F and ends with a G, and he said it twice. And laughed. And the first time it was Catholic, and then that word, referencing <laughs> Xavier, because he was talking about the old rivalry with Cincinnati and Xavier, and there was laughter, and then... At the end of it, the radio guys made it even worse by going, Bob Huggins, he's the best, isn't he? He's just the best. Like, Bob Huggins, you've realized you've had 900 wins, and your best player that you've ever coached might be Kenyon Martin. You haven't had greats. You are one of the best coaches that we've ever seen with the lack of talent and five stars that you bring in. You develop them, and you do a good job, and just throw it all away. Just throw it all away, trying to be funny. Idiot. That's crazy, man. Straight idiot. Just crazy. We'll see what happens. Somebody said, somebody earlier texted us, the NCAA will do nothing because they don't care about West Virginia athletics. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. He's in the Big 12 in basketball. Say what you will about this football conference. Big 12 in basketball is highly respected. Very. Right, Zay? Oh, yes. That's where Kansas lives. That's where Texas lives for now. That's where other schools live that matter in that world. I don't know if he gets. I don't know if he gets to do that. I do not know if he gets to do that and keep his job. We'll see. I, there's got to be some kind of punishment, suspension, or something. I would think on the way because he can't let that kind of stuff slip on big time. And and for him in his situation, that's about as big city radio as he's getting right now. That's him with a chance to get his voice out in Cincinnati, right. where I'm assuming he still goes to recruit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, what is he? What is that? What message ultimately is that sending to you know to those families out there? Or or are there a whole bunch of people following West Virginia basketball that really don't care? We're going to find out in the next uh, couple of days with Bob Huggins. All right, what else we have today? All right, Chad. So first off, go on your computer, go on Google, and type in Ice Spice. 
Ice Spice. You can type in Ice Spice by itself or Ice Spice Rapper. Either way, mm-hmm. type that in and you will see Ice Spice and see her come up. She's the big sensation right now in hip-hop, kind of okay. like a run that Nicki Minaj had, Lil' Kim. She's creating her own lane, doing a good job. And, of course, just like Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim, she has the looks to go with her crazy rambushes and lyrics. She does have a unique yeah. look. Yes. Yeah, very unique look. So... Jordan Poole. <laughs> yes. Apparently took her out on the date. Did he really? Yes. And that's, you know, celebrities go out with celebrities all the time. But the big thing that came out is Jordan Poole spent 500000 on this woman, and they're not together. Wait, wait, wait. On one date? On one date. $500,000? $500,000 on a woman that don't want you. On a woman that took all that 5000 and went crazy. Like, yo, man, I like a good steak dinner myself, but ain't no Wagyu 500000 Okay, let me just clarify. 500000 500K. Not 500. No. Not 5000 500000 500000 Well, now I got to know, what did they do? That's what I'm saying. Is this just one? Please tell me it's not one meal. I, I hope not. I, I, it says date. Because I don't know, like the Vice crew and Two Chains would have a tough time getting up to five hundred grand in one meal on that show. Yeah, man. What, I. What are we doing, man? That's a. That's <laughs> I would. That ain't even the vacation, dude. Do you realize how much insecurity you have to have? Like that's you know that's him feeling the pressure. He thought, oh my god, I'm gonna take out Ice Spice. I really have to. She's been out with. A lot of people, right? He's assuming. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants Ice Spice right now. She's, everybody wants Ice Spice. He's right assuming now. she's met famous people. She's been to big parties. She's, but she is, because we all know that what's the old thing they always talk about? Like performers, rock stars, and, and pop stars, they want to be athletes, and athletes want to be pop stars. Oh, yeah. So it's two worlds that love each other. And so now it's like, wait a minute. She's been at all the big parties. She's been to all this stuff. She knows. So it's like, I got to go big. I got to keep going big. And he just lost control, I guess, and decided, okay, do I go a dozen roses or two? What about a hundred dozen? Let me do that. And he just went crazy. I mean, well, what if it worked out? What if they end up having a very nice romantic evening and now they're not together anymore and you're Jordan Poole, you spent all that money, you probably catch feelings. I mean, look at this girl. Anybody could catch feelings if she rocks your world, the white ray. Some some guys are just mentally soft. We're seeing in the playoffs right now, Jordan Poole is struggling. Is this affecting him? Is him knowing that, dang, I just spent 500 k on a woman that's starting to get out. People are giving me grief. I really like this woman. She ain't returning my calls. Oh. And now every time Steph Curry swings me the ball, I can't make a shot. <laughs> so this dude, Jordan Poole, somebody said he's a simp. That's uh, He might be. I ain't never heard nothing like this. It'd be different if they were still together. It'd be different if you saw her at Warriors games on the sideline rocking a Jordan Poole number three jersey. So as far as we know, they're not dating. They're not. This was a date. Date, yeah. Singular. Oh, she's doing her own thing. One date. Yeah. And Ice Spice, her famous song right now that she got big for is called Munch, which means you're a lame. You're not cool enough. So 
basically uh, somebody who's not cool enough or somebody that's not impressing her. Oh, you a munch. So everybody's calling Jordan Poole a munch right now. Oh my God. Which is very ironic, which is this Ice Spice Wow. There's just too many things going on. There's, There's a lot going on. There's too many things going on. R- couple questions about Ice Spice. Number one, this hairdo I'm seeing, it's kind of the Little Orphan Annie vibe. Is that her yes, normal? That's her That's her go-to. That's her normal. She changes okay. it up. She'll go with the weave and a little slick back you know, type of look. But yeah, she'll change it up. The Little Annie fro, that's her, and, that's her go-to. And also without without i mean obviously without getting into too much detail of of what it might be do you have any explanation for me above outside the obvious about why the female pop stars and hip hop stars are going with the tongue out so much it just seems to be like the signature of a yeah. few different artists just imagination it's just and it's not like the gene simmons tongue it's just the like the flat, just yeah. that flat tongue. Yeah, that's just the look. It's kind I don't of, know. I always see it in that's kind of the selfies deal. that women take, too. Because to me, there's no person alive that looks sexier with that face, with the flat tongue sticking out. So it's always amazing to me when I'm watching Megan the Stallion. Oh, so she does it. Megan does it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, I'm just looking at one particular picture of Ice Spice doing it, and there's somebody else that does it. Is it Minaj that does it or yeah, Cardi B? Cardi B. Cardi B does yeah. it. So I'll, I'll watch them. They're being interviewed, and I'm thinking, man, she's really – and just before the word attractive hits my mind, they just go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like – well, that's not as attractive now. What do you do? <laughs> I dig the eye. Uh, you I like it? it? Oh, hell yeah. What? Okay. I'm just asking. I just, I'm not you saying. You have an imagination. I'm not saying they get unattractive. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You yeah. Can have me anytime. That, I see Come that. On now. I understand. I understand the basics <laughs> of what's happening here. I'm just asking if this is a, obviously it's a, it's a new trend. So lots of, uh, lots of tongues going on out there. All right. Uh, two o'clock hour coming up. That CJ Stroud comment. Uh, We'll get into that and the NBA games tonight. Both those series are going to go 3-2 tonight, but which way will it swing? Kevin Durant trying to get a big win on the road, and that Philly-Boston series hits its next chapter, and there's already been a lot of storylines there. We'll hit those two coming up. Stay with us on a Tuesday. If you want to jump in, it's 337-3776 on the Specs text line. This is the Horn.